Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's me, your favorite little kitty cat. Sassy cat, or cat for short. My apologies that I didn't do a recording yesterday. Although, I don't think anybody listens to me. (laughs) So, really, who am I apologizing to? With that being said, let's move on. I wanted to do this audio mo challenge kind of with a topic and my topic for this month um for this audio mo is borderline personality disorder and it's what I've been diagnosed with and it's taken me a really long time to share it with people and it really annoyed me for a while that it was out there, you know, that people were saying, oh, um, mental health, mental illness, and the celebrities were really getting on the bandwagon and coming out and, you know, um, athletes were saying, you know, I'm taking a time out because of my mental health. And I'm like, really? So now everybody has mental health issue or a mental illness um my dog is coming to check in on me (laughs) and um but yesterday was kind of a hard day for me emotionally and like I said normally I don't share this kind of or this these feelings this um, experience because of the shame that's associated with it. And I always think of who wants to be a Debbie Downer, you know, who wants to listen to somebody moan and groan about their life when most people have their own issues. But I don't know if, um, it's my actual age that's causing the emotions to be more raw or exposed. I'm trying to think of a good word. Uh, or because, you know, women go through menopause and they say they, they cry more and, you know, your, your, your body's changing, your hormones are changing. So, like having a period, you know, you're just more emotional. So I don't know if that's the case, but here goes. Now, my man child has moved out of the house recently this year, got a new job. He travels. I'm so happy for him. I'm so proud of him. Don't misunderstand, <laughs> but he is my baby. Even though he's almost 30 years old, he's always going to be my baby because he's the youngest and he's my favorite. Ooh, did I say that out loud? (laughs) Um, And uh, when he moved to Texas when he was 18 um, for his job and, you know, it's time to go explore. You're a man now. Goodbye. (laughs) But I told him, all I ask for is a phone call or a visit on the weekends. It doesn't have to be a long, drug-out conversation or a text saying, hey, 
you know, I'm okay, um, this is going on, that's going on, blah, blah, blah. Now, Memorial Day weekend, he's been really good up till recently. Um, he has a new girlfriend, so I get it. And my dad um, does tease and say, oh, he's in love, you can't bother him. You know, he can't be bothered because he's in love. Right. Over Memorial Day week, he didn't have to work. He did, but he got to work from home. And I don't normally text him unless I have something really, you know, important. Oh, figures. The guard dog. Um, that... She's so annoying. Now the neighborhood, now the dog across the street's barking. But anyway, um, he, he got to work from home and he was told that he had to go to Florida yesterday and today. And then tomorrow he'll be flying a across the the pond to um, another country. He's never been international. This is his first international flight. He just flew for the first time this year, and he loves it now. At first, he wasn't comfortable at all, but now he's used to it. He likes it. He, lo he loves his job. But I haven't heard from him since... I'd say midweek last week. I did text him uh, yesterday. He did text me Sunday night when he's already out of the state. He's already ready for his next job. And I never saw him. I figured, oh, he might come over Friday night. Nothing. And then I thought, okay, well, he's probably getting stuff ready to go. I'll see him tomorrow, Saturday. Nothing. No text, no word, no nothing. Sunday, same thing. Nothing. Until Sunday evening when I get a picture of where he's at. And I'm thinking, okay, so now you're out of state for two days. And then you're going to be flying across the ocean to another country for the first time and you couldn't stop to see your mother. It didn't bother me at first. But then the more I thought about it and the more time passed and then I finally did get the text, I was angry and I was hurt. Having borderline, I... When I was younger, it was always I was always angry, but now I actually feel hurt, hurt feelings, like you know, disappointed, a loved one, you know, broke a promise or something, and and it really bothered me. And then Monday, he texted me and said, uh that I should look up the town that he's at. He told me, and he goes, oh, it's really humid, and I'm going to put you in a nursing home. 
down here because he knows I hate the humidity and I don't like the heat. I like 75, no higher than 75, <laughs> no humidity, sunny day, nice breeze, my idea of heaven. And he always joked about, you know, I'm going to put you in a nursing home down, down south with all the, you know, the humidity and the heat because I'll just die and be miserable. And it really hit me hard yesterday and I started to cry. And I got myself, you know, together, composed. Okay, this is, this is, you know, what bothered me is that he's putting this out into the universe. And I used to do it with my father. And I don't talk to my father now. <laughs> so it worries me. And um, having borderline, <clears throat> your emotions take forever to get back to what your normal is. Um, and it still bothers me. And it's been yesterday, today, Sunday. I didn't answer him back Sunday when I got the text. I just didn't want to deal with it. And then I'm fighting that, um, um, will you give the person the silent treatment? I don't want to do that because that's past behavior that that's the old me that's the person that doesn't communicate and that just you know it's childlike I think but I don't want to talk to him about it either so I'm not really sure what I'm going to do but I it bothered me because I kept thinking is he saying it as a joke in the beginning yeah but it's all the time now. It's not funny anymore. And then I think, what did I do to my children that they hate me? And it, it just rips my heart out. And I'm still stuck on it. I mean, I can, if I really wanted to, I could probably let the emotions go right now and I would start to cry because... I don't understand. I, 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 what did I do? Did I fuck up? Did I abuse you? Um, what? And my beloved's like, no, he's, he's just joking. But I said, it's not funny anymore. And then I did text him back and I said, well, if that's your plans for putting me down there in a hot and humid state, then I better make other plans. And, um, the other thing too is is you know it's it's the constant poking and making fun of and sometimes you know I can I can deal with it but for whatever reason I just feel really raw and it hurts that I didn't get to see him before he left. And I'm thinking, did he do it on purpose? Of course he did. But what would hurt even more and what would infuriate me is if I find out that he spent time with her family over us. 
that would hurt. And it would be easy to push him away. But because he also has borderline, his is a is a more darker, scarier kind of borderline. Um, which I don't want to push him in that direction. I don't have those tendencies, but he does. And that scares me. So I sit on my feelings with him. I don't discuss them in great detail. I just kind of let it go. It's really hard, though. When I was younger, there was just no way I could do it. It's taken practice, and like I said, I want to go back to that old person. As my mother puts it, they play games. They play mind games where you give the silent treatment or in some way where you don't have to verbally tell them you hurt my feelings. They just know it by your actions, and I can't do that. I want to, though. (laughs) I really do. Uh but yeah, it was it was kind of a raw day. And even today, I and having again, I can't stress enough, having someone, having a person, that person, the person that you can talk to about what's going on with your feelings and just having them listen. And with my beloved, I just I started talking about it and Normally, I wouldn't have cried in front of them. Normally, I would have been, you know, okay, I'm strong. I can handle this. And then you go cry in the shower or you cry when nobody's around or you're in another room or something. But I let it go this time. And the rule is don't touch me because it'll only make my emotions worse. You know, don't try and hug me and console me and everything's going to be okay just let me go through it and just be there on the other side when, you know, and he'll hand me a Kleenex, a tissue, you know, and he'll listen, he'll watch. And I know it upsets him. It, it, how can it not, you know, you love someone and there's not, and they're in pain and there's not anything that you can do to take away the pain, but just to listen. And that's what he does for me. And it helped a lot. And then you write it down in your journal if you have one. Or you do an audio blog or an audio mo like this. And you share it with strangers who just happen to stumble upon your podcast. (laughs) Or, you know, somebody who's interested in Borderline who wants to know what the fuck is it all about. But anyway, I rambled on long enough. And now I'm going to start my... Um, my next art project, which is bead art with my leftover Mardi Gras beads. It's a little tedious, but it keeps my mind straight, you know, focus kind of thing where I don't have to be hashing shit over and over and over. And hopefully I'll be able to do another audio mode tomorrow. Thanks for listening, guys. Laterness people.